if you were here last week, raise your hand. If you weren't, you need to get the podcast. Go on YouTube, go on the website, go on the app and get it for you to catch up a little bit, but it's completely doable. I want you to help me welcome Dagon. If you weren't here last week, we began, we're continuing our sermon series on Show Me Your Glory. It's the amazing Netflix episodic series on 1 Samuel chapter 5. This is better than anything on Netflix. It's the amazing story on how the Philistines, the Israelites' arch enemies, captured the glory. They captured the ark of God and they placed it in the temple of their god, a false god named Dagon. They literally captured the ark of the covenant, the ark of God, God's treasure chest, where his glory would be made manifest. It was the conduit by which the presence of the glory of God would show up on earth. This is it. Prior to Jesus, with the confines of the law, it was the treasure chest. And they captured it and they placed it in a temple next to Dagon. Hi, Dagon. Uh, uh, I can't talk. You're a statue. You're a statue. Mm-hmm. I just want to read it again. Make it legal. First Samuel chapter 5. The Philistines captured the ark of God. They took it from the battleground at Ebenezer to the town of Ashdod. They carried the ark of God into the temple of Dagon and placed it beside an idol of Dagon. The citizens of Ashdod went to see it the next morning. Dagon had fallen with his face to the ground in front of the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him in his place again. This is wild. But the next morning, the same thing happened. Dagon had fallen face down before the ark of the Lord again. This time, this time it was a different fall. This time his head (laughs) and hands had broken off and were lying in the doorway. Only the trunk of his body was left intact. This is why to this day, neither the priest of Dagon nor anyone else who entered the temple of Dagon will step on his threshold. And the, the subject matter here is respect for the glory. The subtext is you're in my space. And the second subtext is when the prophetic stands next to the pathetic, the prophetic always wins. And the first point we covered last week, it's real quick because you already have your notes, is you are what you tolerate. Permit it, repeat after me, you are what you tolerate. We talked about that, the fact that, that, that the Israelites somehow permitted the Philistines to capture the glory. And your glory cannot be incarcerated because you carry the glory of God. Romans 8.30, having chosen them, he called them to come to him. Having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. Giving them right standing, he gave them his glory. This is the Apostle Paul writing about you and I, followers of Christ. We carry the glory of God. Your family does not carry multi-generational curses. Your family carries the glory of God. Your children and your children's children will carry the glory of God. You are glory carriers. Hence, this is why the enemy hates your guts. Because you do carry glory. Carriers of the glory. Number two, last week, the glory demands respect. We wrapped up last week discussing the fact that when the Philistines captured the ark. Matter of fact, do it again, Philistines. Do me a favor and just go back there and then walk back and bring the ark right here next to Dagon. And do it now. Now walk this way. And when they carry the ark, this is, they actually carried and nicely placed. They respected the glory. These are the bad guys. And the bad guys respected the glory. 
We discussed last week the fact we, fe we finished up. They did not open up the lid and remove the rod of Aaron and the manna and the Ten Commandments, which were in there. They could have they they attempted to let me break the Ten Commandments. If we get rid of the secret sauce, the Israelites will never win again. But they didn't because they already knew. What did they know? That anyone who ever before in human history attempted to open that box up or disrespect the glory would die. Uh, and the reminder is you need to know that there are things the enemy already understands he will never have access to in your life. Stop acting like the devil can do things that he cannot do. The enemy does not have access to your salvation. He doesn't have access to your breakthrough. He doesn't have access to your anointing. He doesn't have access to your healing. He doesn't have access to your gifts. They are irrevocable without repentance. They are, what, what does the enemy do? He plays a mind game. The enemy's objective is to distract you and disrupt you because there are things he'll never be able to take away from you. So you need to, you need to be aware of that. And you need to surround yourself with people that respect the glory of God in your life. If the people around you don't respect the glory, you may be hanging around the wrong group of people. You carry the glory of God. They need to respect the glory. If you are single in this place and you're dating and that person wants to cross a line into the avenue, into the stream of sexual promiscuity, you need to look at him and say, stop, respect the glory. Respect the glory. Respect the Lord. So it's powerful because, again, we reference this, John 10, 10. Yes, the enemy came to rob, kill, and destroy. But then Jesus says in the same verse, I came to give you life and life abundantly. In other words, the devil was able to rob, kill, and destroy. But the moment you receive me, uh -uh, the days of the devil robbing, killing, and destroying come to an end. So I'm here to tell you. If you're a born-again Christian, you should be smiling. Never again will the devil rob you. Never again will he be able to kill anything that God has touched. And he will not be able to destroy anything God has anointed. If you believe that, give God a shout of praise. So you got to respect the glory. You got to respect the glory demands respect. One more time, say respect the glory. Respect the glory. And then let's begin now afresh. The third point is two objects cannot occupy the same space. They took the ark, which represented the glory of God, in a box and placed it beside Dagon. Dagon was a statue of this Philistine god, the false god. They placed it, they placed, I love this, it's just the ark of the covenant, the ark of God, they placed the right next to the false. There are two, two objects cannot occupy the same space. Two objects cannot. Your past and your future cannot occupy the same space. Your, even this imagery right here, this visual is powerful. Your dream and your nightmare cannot occupy the same space. The prophetic and the pathetic cannot occupy the same space. Complacency and conviction cannot occupy the same space. Truth and lies cannot occupy the same space. 
Hatred and love cannot occupy the same space. Sin and holiness cannot occupy the same space. Forgiveness and unforgiveness cannot occupy the same space. Belief and doubt cannot occupy the same space. Faith and fear cannot occupy the same space. Something has to go. Somebody shout, something has to go. They took the ark, which represents the glory of God, in a box, and they placed it next to Dagon. We have modern-day Dagons. I've referenced this. We stand next to a bunch of things. We stand next to hype, hyperbole, hyper-tolerance, hyper-intolerance, hyper-sensitivity, which is I am offended by people who are easily offended. Hyper-victimization. We stand next to relativism and, and a deconstruction agenda committed to the complete unraveling of our Judeo-Christian value system. We stand next to ideological Philistines attempting to capture the glory from our children. And, and they're coming after our church. We need to, as a church, just finally stand up and say, Hey, Philistines, get your hands off our children. They placed the true next to the false, hope next to despair, the prophetic next to the pathetic, light next to darkness, freedom next to captivity, and something amazing happened. Something amazing happened. They placed Dagon right next to the glory. Hold on. I asked for a small version. They gave me large. So I can somehow eat. No, forget that. That's not going to happen. So this is the glory. This is Dagon. And by the way, the reason why I'm stepping in front of the box is because, believe it or not, you, when you are born again, when you are born again, oh, you missed it. When you are born, I know this is going to be a little bit beyond some of you to handle. What if I tell you that in 2022, you carry more glory. How can I prove that? You don't have just a rod inside of you. You don't have manna inside of you. You don't have just the Ten Commandments inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit of God. I don't know if you know what that means. You have the Spirit of the living God. You have the Spirit of Jesus inside of you. Are there any glorious people in Sacramento? I dare you to raise your hands like you carry glory and the glory carries you. I need you to lift up your hands like you have more than the rod of Aaron, more than the manna, more than the Ten Commandments. You have the fullness of the finished work of Jesus inside of you. You, you, you. So next time you go to Target and people walk right by you, you say, you should be carrying me in. They, did, they literally did this. They, they brought the glory. And today, Romans 8.30, 1 Corinthians 3.16 you carry the glory. And here it is, right next to each other. And then something crazy happened. The bad guys, the Philistines left. And they left. They gone right next to the glory. Oh, 
I do more push-ups. It's just not right. And the next morning, oh, the next morning, when they arrived at the temple, they found a spectacular setting. So I'm going to show you what happened here because this is, we're going to have to illustrate this. All right, Dagon. They, this really happened. Glory of God, Dagon. The next morning, they found him. So you're going to go down. But the Bible is specific about how you fell. So it's specific. So the Bible doesn't, yeah, it is what it is. So, but, but it's not like the, the Dagon statue just randomly fell to the right, fell to the left, fell backwards. The Bible is specific on how he fell. I, I'm, I'm, gonna sh I'm, gonna, I'm just going to show you how he fell because th the moment he, it wasn't just your normal cup of tea fall. Ready? When, when I say now, I need you to fall and let me just, just. All right. They shut the door. Next morning, they found this. Go ahead, Dagon, fall. Like he fell in, the Bible says the statue fell right in front of the, this is the wording in Hebrew is brilliant because he could have fallen that way, but he didn't. He could have fallen that way, but he didn't. He fell in front of the glory. You missed it. In the Hebrew wording, that's why I need you to do your Hebrew due diligence. That's called exegetical preaching, expository exegetical preaching. You go into the original language. It's the same phrase that the psalmist references when we worship the creator of the universe. You missed it. It not only fell, it fell in a posture of worship before the glory of the risen. Y'all should get that right about now. I don't know if you got that. I, I don't know if you got that. I'm here to, G in Jesus' name, I'm here to tell you they found the false, the lie, the idolatry on the ground while the holy and the clean and the consecrated, God's glory was still standing. So I'm here to tell you to get ready before this service is over. Whatever is occupying your space is about to fall in the presence of almighty God, if you're ready to see every day gone fall, give God your best shout of praise like you know it's coming down. Are you ready to see every lie of the enemy fall in your children's life, in your family, in your home, in your marriage, in your health? Is anyone here ready to see the day guns fall in California? Is anyone here ready to see the Dagon's fall in your generation and in your children's generation and in your children's children's generation? If you believe it, if you believe it's about to come down, I need you to shout, it's about to come down. Somebody shout, timber, timber. By the time you get home, every addiction will be broken. By the time you get home, every vestige of poverty will be on the ground. It's coming down. Because there's glorious presence inside of you, 1 Corinthians 3.16. There's glorious promise inside of you, 1 Corinthians 2.9. There's glorious purpose for your life, Psalm 138, verse 8. Somebody say it's coming down. It's coming down. 
This is the way they found it. This is the way they literally, I'm not making this up. I know it. This is crazy. It should be a Netflix series. They walked in the next morning and they found. Somebody shouted my sermon. Somebody just shouted my sermon. Somebody should say, I'm still standing. Do you know how many things have fallen in your life and yet you're still? Do you know how many things failed in your life and yet you're still? Do you know how many things have fallen around you and yet you? Do you know why you're standing? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I feel the Lord right about now. I feel God. This may have been people around you, but you're still standing. This may have been your marriage, but you're still standing. This may have been your bank account, but you're still standing. And here you are. And did the glory fall? I'm sorry, did the glory fall? Did the glory fall? The glory didn't fall. From Genesis to Revelation, there's not even one moment. From Genesis chapter 1 to the book of Revelation, there's not one instance where the glory of God falls. I'm here to tell you the glory of God never falls. No, not now. <laughs> I asked you last week at the end, where, where were they both located and what, what was that? Was that a Walmart, a museum, a warehouse? It was a temple. So they were both in a what? What is this? Your temple. 1 Corinthians 3.16, read it. You and I are, are, are what? We're a temple. What if I tell you that even inside of you, there are, there are Dagons inside of you that fell, but what if I tell you that not all of you fell? There's always a piece of you that never fails. Your promise stood up and never fell. When you were broken and you were on the floor, it was the promise that looked at you and said, get up. Oh, you missed, I sense the Lord right about now. It was the gift of God inside of you that said, get up, boy. I'm not done with you yet. Get up, get up. There's purpose inside of you. There's anointing inside of you. There's grace inside of you. There's glory inside of you. Lift up your hands if you got this. If you really got to lift up your hands. The glory of God never falls. I said the glory of God never falls. The glory of God never falls. The Holy Spirit of God never falls. The purpose of God for your life never falls. Never falls, never falls. John 10 Verse 29, you are forever in the grip and in the grasp of our Heavenly Father. 
therefore you will not. Jude says, he who is able to keep you from falling. All right, lift up your hands. This is how we're going to wrap up. Timber. So if you, if you today find yourself standing next to your problem, next to rebellion, next to failure, next to pain, next to fear, next to despair, next to anxiety, next to the very thing that is mocking you or occupying your space, whatever rebellious mocking entity or circumstance stands next to you right now, in Jesus' name, it's coming down. Lift up both hands if you want to. Here it is. Get ready to see addiction fall. Get ready to see depression fall. Get ready to see poverty fall. Get ready to see adultery fall. Get ready to see abusive relationships fall. Get ready to see toxic atmospheres fall. It's coming down. Somebody shout, it's coming down. It's coming down. And when the citizens of Ashdod went to see it the next morning, the statue of Dagon had fallen face down before the ark of the Lord. Dagon fell. Here comes a word for someone. You will not be defined by the wall in front of you. You will be defined by the shout that brings it down. You will not be defined by the giant that mocks you. You will be defined by the stone that brings him down. In the name of Jesus, addiction comes down today. In the name of Jesus, captivity comes down today. In the name of Jesus, bigotry falls today. In the name of Jesus, every lie of the enemy collapses today. Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. He fell, he fell, he fell. You have your hands raised? And one more time, he did not just fall, he fell. He was worshiping. Psalm 97 verse 7 says, all worshipers of images are put to shame. Who will make their boast in worthless idols. All these gods will bow down before him. Oh, you missed it. it it's there. Psalm 95 6. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our God. Final thing today. Not only is it going to fall, whatever's occupying your space. And I don't mean just here. Look up here. Here here because this is the temple and the biggest struggles you have with your Dagons are not external they are in here and in here the number one Dagon that needs to fall is in here are you with me right now but it's not just going to fall it's going to fall in the your problem is about to fall in the front of your promise your sickness is about to fall in the presence of your healing your sin is about to fall in the presence of the holiness of God. Your past is about to fall in the presence of your future. Your captivity is about to fall in the presence of your deliverance. And your brokenness will fall today in front of your breakthrough. If you believe it, now give God the final shout. He fell. He fell. Stand with me. We're done. You are standing. Those that are not standing. This is right here. It just, the imagery is so. Visual. This is wild. This is.
They walked in and they found Dagon like this and the glory of God, the ark of God still what? I'm declaring prophetically. Some of the people that people are about to walk back into your life. They're going to find you standing. And they're going to find everything that came up against you on the ground defeated forevermore by the glory of God. Is this for anybody in this auditorium? Is this for anybody streaming right now? I'm here to tell you, can, if you believe that, praise like you actually believe it. Some of your haters and detractors, some of the people that helped put you there are going to find you. In other words, Dagon's on the ground. He's disqualified. This is the ark of God. When I walked in here, before I got in here, this was Dagon's temple. But after the glory of God, ownership just changed. The glory of God is saying, I don't worship you. You worship the glory of the living God. About to fall. We, I feel the glory still standing. I just can somebody just get a little bit spiritually and, and just go like this. I'm still standing. Can, can you just look at your neighbor and say, You don't know what I've been through, but I'm still standing. If you only knew how many Dagons fell around me, but I'm still standing. If you only knew all the hell I've been through, but I'm still standing. If you all. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. All right, all right. We wrap, we wrap, we wrap. Heavenly Father, we'll continue this next week. The best part hasn't even showed up yet. I got to show you what happens next week. Next week is fire. This is, this is crazy. It gets better. It does. This is just part two. Just like the, yeah, you'll see. Heavenly Father, I need you right now in every life. We don't want to have to wait till next week, God. I'm asking you that right now as we speak and we gather in this auditorium and we stream around the world, that every single lie of the enemy surrounding us, be it in our thoughts, in our hearts, be it in our surroundings, in our relationships, in our lives, internal or external, spiritual, physical, relational, financial, health-related, every deceptive mechanism from the powers of darkness, from the forces that are just committed to stopping and thwarting the fulfillment of your God-ordained purpose in our respective lives. We're asking you for every day gone to fall. We just sang about it. You did it before, you'll do it again. Matter of fact, we know that we know that we know that we carry your glory, that we're filled with your glorious presence, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, that you take us according to the Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit from glory to glory. So God, every day gone falls in the name of Jesus today. By the, and by the time we get home, Lord, this week, wherever there was a day gone, every day gone will be on the floor, defeated, no longer occupying our space. 
In Jesus' name, we come in agreement. If you came in agreement with that prayerful declaration, say amen. amen. Look up here for a second. The Philistines are still out there, and by Philistines, I'm not referencing an individual. It's an ideological construct. It's an ideology, a teaching, a worldview. There are Philistines. There are spiritual forces and principalities. Yes, they use people. But it's about the principalities. It's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It's about the powers of darkness. They are attempting to occupy the space of generations that our children are children's children. We need to rise up. We need to just, we need to shine with the glory. Stop. The whole point here as I conclude, stop hiding the glory. And for, and for each and every one of us, for every person who believes, I only bring my glory, I only turn my glory on on Sunday. What? No. You get a fresh anointing on Sunday. So Monday through Saturday, you're shining with the glory of God. Shine your glory. Christ is the hope of Jesus Christ, according to the author of Hebrews, is the fullness of the glory of God. So he, through his spirit, lives inside of you. Hence, you are much more powerful and impactful than a treasure chest. Shine your glory. Just repeat, repeat after me. You're in my space. Respect the glory. You're about to shine with the glory of Jesus like never before. Final clap. Give him your final praise offering. All right. Dagon, get back up, Dagon. You're good. Now get this shirt washed because we're going to need it for next week. I'm going to get a smaller one. Do a lot more push-ups. Go to the gym. Yes, I'm going to do all that. But this... What happens next, if you're reading ahead, it's pretty remarkable. What happens next, they pick them up. You'll, you'll, next week, we'll illustrate it. It's just crazy. And I'm going to show you how to distinguish between people in your life. If people are picking up the Dagons that have fallen, we're going to get into all of that. You're going to have to change the people around you. People that bring up your sinful past, people that always point you to the, what you did. Remember who you hooked up? Remember when you, remember when you, remember women? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. It's good. So you want to be here. Next Sunday's good. And, and then next Sunday we have to, the head has to come off. And, and next Sunday George has volunteered to be the day gone. If you got the message, raise your hand. So get here, seriously, get here next Sunday. We're really going to illustrate this even in a larger scale. We're going to take it to the next level. It's doable. And yeah, you'll see what happens next because it's pretty powerful. And even the exit, how, how, how the ark wasn't just carried out of the temple. Even how they carried it out. And then how the Philistines said, oh, we messed up. We're going to have to do something now. We want to give it back to the Israelites, but we can't give it back to them the way we got it. We're going to have to upgrade and give them some gold and reward them. I don't know if you get that. What if, what if in this season, you... What if 
in this season, you get compensated for the hell you went through in such a way that you end up, you end up becoming a blessing to everyone you know. You don't have to wait to the other side to get to the other side of eternity to see that. The spoils of war are for this side of eternity. How many believe that? That's just the Bible. That's just the book. Lift up your tithing and offerings real quick. I'm excited about this message, as you can tell.